I was studying uh, the last few days, just processing in my mind as to what to share this morning. And uh, I woke up this morning and I thought, you know what? There is a fierceness of faith, a violence of faith, uh, uh, a radical faith obedience that needs to be rising up and I truly believe is rising up in a mighty and powerful way. Because when we are born again through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we're living with the kingdom of God at our fingertips. Jesus, John the Baptist, the apostles, they said, the, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That means that there's a presence of kingdom of God, uh, kingdom of heaven, I should say, touchable. At hand means it's touchable. And, and we need to understand that if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that you actually have the kingdom of heaven at your fingertips. At your fingertips, within your touch is the kingdom of heaven. It's right there. It's right there. But if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you an opportunity because you need to make the best and biggest decision of your life. It's more important of what job you get and where you live or what you're going to do. The most important decision is to know Jesus Christ as your living Lord and Savior. And when you receive him and believe on him, you are saved. That's all you need to do. Believe on him and you are saved. Believe in Jesus Christ. And you might say, well, I'm not sure how. You need to contact us on our social media, on windward.ca. Reach out to us uh, at, at our cell phone, 604-302-2800. Uh, message us. Call that number. Whatever. We will have a pastor get a hold of you. We will have someone, a prayer warrior, touch base with you. If you need salvation, if you just want to rededicate your life and you just need some encouragement, if you have a, mir a, a healing need and you need a miracle in your body, reach out to us so we can be interceding and we can be in prayer. Just because our, we, we chose to, to, to shut down out of respect and honor to our families uh, uh, in, in person service does not mean that we are shut down. We are not shut down. We have intercessors, prayer warriors, people that were praying here this morning, praying right now for you and for everything that is being spoken from this platform today to know that Jesus Christ is the living Lord and Savior, that he is the hope of glory, and that you need hope. If you're feeling depressed and you're feeling down, this is the time to rise up with a hope and an understanding of an increased faith, because when we do that, there is a violent eruption that starts to happen around us. Healing and deliverance, because of the kingdom of heaven, is right there. It's touchable. Healing and deliverance is within our touch. That's it, right there. There's miracles in heaven right now, right here. You need a touch. Just in faith, you reach out in the spiritual realm, and you say, I need that miracle, and draw it in, bring it in, in Jesus' name. The miracles are waiting for us. We need to grab them. I truly believe you can bring them in to the physical realm for somebody else as well. You can stand in proxy, in prayer, believing for your cousin, your uncle, somebody else, to actually have that healing power in Jesus' name. But our faith is our reliance. It's, 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 it, it, it can't, we can't have true faith without it being attached in or anchored in to that supernatural realm, that kingdom realm. Faith is not just a mechanical thought. It's literally an understanding. It's a, it's a, it's a transferring of his word into our lives in such a living, mighty, magnificent way that we literally walk as people of faith, of, of, of power, of authority, of light, uh, that we bring the good news, not the bad news. 
There are so many people that, that all we seem to be able to talk with, that all they talk about is all the bad news, all the bad things, all the problems, all the issues. I just want to encourage you. If you speak the bad things in life, the people that are sick all the time and whatnot, you start to believe it. You start to go down into a, a, a depression, a, 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 a sadness, a, a loneliness, and everything else. And I want to encourage you that we are not destined to speak the things that are wrong. We are destined to speak the things that are right. We are destined to speak the truth to set us free in Jesus' name. The truth to set the people around us free. You know, so often we rely on the, the church or the preacher or, heaven forbid, the government to, uh, to bring us the good news. I just want to encourage you. That isn't necessarily all the good news that's going on. I, I listen to the news out there, the local news stations, the government. Um, there's a lot of depression. I, very rarely does a, 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 a news agency spend 90% of its time talking about all the good that's going on in the world. You listen, the majority of the news is all of the problems, another one murdered, another one killed, another one is sick, another the COVID numbers are dying, da, da, da. You know, we need to just look and say, hey, what about the people that walked through this? What about the people that are alive? What about, what about the future of our children? What about the future of the people that live around us? What about our future? You know what? My future, I refuse to listen that it's deep, dark, and dreary. My future is light, bright, and on fire <laughs> in Jesus' name. That's what my Bible tells me very clearly, that we walk in power and authority, that we bring answers to the, to the people that are hurting, the sick. We bring the answer. His name is Jesus Christ, and it's the healing power, the healing power that this word, my law, speaks to us about in Jesus' name. Faith is so attached to the superior world of God's kingdom. You see, God's kingdom has no sickness. It doesn't have disease. It actually doesn't even have disunity in it. There was some disunity that we know about in the kingdom of God, and that was when Lucifer tried to rise up, and 33% of the angels rose up to try to become greater and overpower God himself, and we know how that went. Didn't go well for him. Matthew chapter 11, verses 11 to 12. Matthew 11, starting in verse 11. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. I woke up this morning on my way to church here this morning. I'm praying, and I'm praying, and I'm listening to my music, but I'm in deep prayer and deep intercession. And as I was in my office studying this morning, and right next door in Kevin's office are the intercessors, and they're, they're, they're erupting in a violence uh, in prayer. Not violent individuals, but a violence in the kingdom. You see, because when we take the kingdom of God and we literally live it literally in our lives today. This isn't when we die. This isn't when we die. This is now on earth as it is in heaven. This is not death. This is life. And when we live in a faith level, as it increases, there is a holy, a righteous violence that starts to rise up. It's like we live in light and darkness cannot stand in light. If every room was, every light was off in this room right now and all the blinds were closed, uh, this, is, this would be black in here. It'd be dark. One light, my phone, 
Turn on that little, little light right there. I'm using an iPhone instead of a candle because more people know about a phone light than they do a candle anymore. One light and the darkness flees. There is a violent reaction when light and darkness come together, and I guarantee you which one wins every single time. The only one that people say, well, no, Brent, that's wrong, a black hole. I ain't talking about a black hole. I'm talking about on earth for crying out loud. And light dispels darkness 100% of the time in Jesus' name. So suffers violence when the scripture, I'll read it again, verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Suffers violence has a couple implications. Hermeneutics, love studying hermeneutics. It would suggest that because John was so popular that Jesus was referring to these large crowds that were surrounding him. I know what it's like when we go into other countries and we have thousands upon thousands of people and there literally is a violence that starts to happen. They just want to get close. They want to touch this person, this man of God, woman of God, whatever. And and there's a violence. It's like if Jesus walked into this room right now and I knew that I was on the deathbed, I had a cancer that was terminal, and I knew that Jesus walked in and there was a few people around me in the way, I might just say, excuse me, but I'd say excuse me because I'm a Canadian, because we're polite people. But the reality is, is I might just start pushing people out of the way because I know one thing, when you have an incurable disease, or you are starving to death, you are willing to push and get in to the touch. Just like the woman that bled for 12 years. She wasn't even allowed in the city. She was impure from the bleeding. She would have been outside the city living. Those 12 years she'd been out there living And this whole crowd, a huge crowd gathered to see this man named Jesus. And what's this woman do? She probably covered her face up, her head up. She probably covered her skin up. She probably cleaned up first to get in there. And she pushed her way through the people. Pushed her. Why? Because she knew violence was going to happen. So hermeneutics would tend to say that because uh, the large crowd that was surrounding John, that Jesus was referring to the large crowds wanting a blessing. They were being violent. They were pushing in like an army surrounding the city. Uh, Maybe they were yelling. They were crying. They were pushing the doors in, uh, trying to get closer, suffering violence in a good way. That would be hermeneutics perspective, which is a great perspective. Another reality for today is that since we have Jesus Christ in us, We have the kingdom of God within. But as we sin, we open doors for that violence to actually shame into the kingdom. And there's a violence that happens there because the kingdom of heaven cannot live and and condone within sin. And so there's a violence reaction, and that's another thought. But the side that I truly want to bring into today is a perspective that we live in the relationship and authority of Jesus Christ in the kingdom of heaven right now on this earth, uh, and that we understand our identity, uh, identity, and as we start to grow in a greater understanding of our identity as sons and daughters of the kingdom, then we start to walk in peace and love, which creates a violent reaction, a fierceness reaction within the kingdom of darkness. 
that we walk with authority and we walk with power in such a level that there is a violent reaction happening with the devil and with the demons, with sickness, with disease. It's happening violently and it's, it's literally kicking them out. In Jesus' name. That's what I believe that we need to live in, a fierce faith. This is not time for a passive faith. Matter of fact, nowhere in Scripture does it talk about a passive faith. Nowhere in Scripture does it say, oh, when you know someone's sick and dying, you know, you just sit at home and do nothing, but just believe that, that, that God's going to work it all out. Oh, no, no. The prayers of the saints, it can change things. We are commanded, literally, to lay hands on the sick and not whether they recover or not. No, and see them recover. That's what the Bible says, that we lay hands on the sick in prayer, faith and believing, knowing that they will be healed in Jesus' name. This is not time to be a passive Christian. It is not time to be a passive churchgoer. It is not time to live a passive life. It is time that we walk in an understanding of our identity in Jesus Christ, that we become violent in the devil's camp, that we literally... I want to say, become a barley loaf rolling down the hill into the devil's camp like the Midianite tribe in Jesus' name. A popular quote I, I, I saw on social media a few years ago, the devil whispered in my ear, you're not strong enough to withstand the storm. And after that, I whispered back in the devil's ear, I am the storm <laughs> in Jesus' name. You're a lying, deceiving devil, and I am the storm because I have Jesus in me. I have the Holy Spirit in me. I have the healing, wondrous works in the name of Jesus in me. So get out, you evil speaker, <laughs> in Jesus' name. Isaiah 64, verse 1. Isaiah 64, verse 1. Oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down, that the mountains might shake at your presence. We're talking about a presence of God that shakes the mountains, that shakes the mountains. And verse 2, as fire burns brushwood, as fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, that the nations may tremble at your presence. I ask, Lord Jesus, Father God, we just need your presence more. More And I feel like the Lord is saying, I have given you my presence. Are you willing to, to literally adopt and step in and walk in a greater level of the presence of God, says the Lord. I ask you, Father, right now, wherever we are, whatever's going on in the minds of people that are watching, whatever the circumstances, that we seek out your presence in Jesus' name. So when the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of darkness collide, come together, what happens? Violence, fierceness, lightnings and thunders. I thank the Lord that the devil does not have lightning. All through Scripture, the lightnings are the fingers of God, the hand of God, the power, the rumblings and the thunderings, the power 
of God. Because when the kingdom of darkness tries to come close to the kingdom of light, there is a shaking, there is a violence, and the violence taken by force. And we are called to be the violent ones, taking it by force in Jesus' name. This violence is not a struggle within the kingdom of God. This isn't a struggle between brothers and sisters in Christ. If it is, you've got the wrong violence in you. This is not a violence with God and us, with the angels and us, with Jesus, Holy Spirit, and us. This is not a violence there. The violence is between the kingdom of heaven that lives within and the darkness of this world. It's between light and darkness in Jesus' name. One of God's, one of, one of God's mercy, and out of God's mercy and grace, he revealed to us a desperate situation and always shows us hope. I need to say this that in the desperate situation that you might have in your life right now, he always shows his mercy and hope. Always, always. So if you've been lacking the mercy and the hope, then we need to find God. We need to find Jesus more. We need to step up our faith level. We need to radically know and understand and believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that his mercy endures forever and ever and ever Amen. By faith, we take hold of this hope. We receive his salvation. By faith, we take hold of it. And when we are saved, there is a violence in the heavenlies uh, as a strong man is bound. I truly believe that we need to be binding the strong man over and over and over again. That just because uh, we said, I do, to Jesus Christ years ago does not mean there's not a strong man that has made his way into your house. Fear, anxiety, depression, anger that's not righteous, all these things are strong men in our house, and we need to bind them and kick them right back out now in Jesus' name. Our faith, it defies the devil in every way. (laughs) Our faith defies sickness in every way. Our defiance against the devil, it does not make the devil happy by any means. But you know what? I am not on this earth to make the devil happy. (laughs) I am on this earth to walk in victory of the joyous love, peace that passes all understanding that my kingdom that I have been adopted into, that's where I find the joy and the strength. When we live in his kingdom come, his dominion, his dominion, his rule, we don't struggle. But instead, we live in his victory, which is our reward and our inheritance. Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 17. And then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And Jesus, and he, that's Jesus, said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. We need to remember that right now. Jesus saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. The most powerful force in nature that we know that happens within a second or fractions of seconds is lightning. We have never been able to build something more powerful than a full-on strike of lightning. We have not, we've been able to create lightnings like eight and ten feet long, but we have not been able to create the lightnings uh, that are coming from heaven. There is a power and an authority in these lightnings, and that same powerful force, uh, what did it do? It cast down, it says, uh, he, Satan fell like lightning from 
from heaven. I want to say that he was falling so fast, the lightnings of heaven shoved him so hard into the dirt of this world uh, that it was the most powerful thing happening at that time in heaven. But just remember, it wasn't the power of the devil that got that. It was the power of God that sent him back to hell, (laughs) sent him to hell in Jesus' name. Verse 19, Jesus says, behold, we got to remember, we got to look at the premise of what's being said here. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. That's the first statement, the premise. Behold, I give you the authority. Okay, verse 17. They're excited. Even the demons are subject to us in your name. You and I need to get excited. That even the sickness is subject to the name of Jesus. That demon is subject to the name of Jesus. And then Jesus says, I saw Satan. In other words, Satan and his followers fall like lightning from heaven. In other words, not... He didn't just free fall from heaven. He fell at least at the speed of light, which is 186,000 miles per second. (laughs) Our world's about 24,000 miles around. He fell at 186,000 miles per second, being pushed down onto the ground and into hell at the speed of light and the power and the authority of all of heaven. Bam! And he's gone. He's out. And Jesus says, I give you authority. I give you, my people, my followers, my disciples, the authority. I give you. He already has. Jesus already saw him fall from heaven like lightning. The Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Now he's saying, I give you the authority. To what? To trample on serpents, on scorpions, An injection to get in your body, it will not hurt you if we truly have faith and believe. I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over some little bit of the power of the enemy. No, no. What does he say? And over all. All the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Remember, this is New Testament. This is New Covenant. This is our Lord and Savior speaking to you and speaking to me that he has given us all the power over the enemy. Verse 20. But don't rejoice in this. Don't make your theology about how great you are. (laughs) Don't rejoice that you have the name of Jesus in power and authority. Just be the power and authority in the name of Jesus. Some of the greatest miracles that I've seen happen in our own ministry 
they actually created a humility in me. I, I wept. I wept. Oh, God. We're not to rejoice in the power and authority and say, hey, look at me, look at me, look at my name. No, 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 no. I remember ministering in Sri Lanka with Eric Johnson and a team from Bethel. I remember laying hands on this woman who had an arm that was, had been severely damaged at birth or something, was, was just mangled. It was, wasn't right. It was kind of like that, and she couldn't move it. And I remember working with my translator, laying hands on this woman, and the translator had said, this woman comes every Sunday for prayer. I said, okay, well, this happens to be Friday night. <laughs> and I remember praying for her, laying hands on her, and I remember her starting to make some noises, some groanings. And I remember watching this finger start to do this and this, and her hand go and start to do that. And it opened, and she looked. And my translator is bawling her eyes out, no longer capable of translating anymore. And she starts screaming and yelling. And she's doing this. Weeping. My translator's weeping. And then the lady stopped. And she stared at me with very serious eyes. And she said, do you think God could heal my eyes too? <laughs> and you know what? I almost, my human nature kind of got almost like a little offended. Like, woman, you just got healed of a miracle you've had since birth. But you know what? That love of Jesus, that compassionate grace. I just looked at her and said, of course God can heal your eyes. My translator couldn't even say it. And I remember putting my hands on her eyes and we were praying. We were praying. And she pulled her glasses off. And she starts, said, look around. She starts looking around. And she starts weeping, yelling, and crying. And this translator's weeping, yelling, and crying. And she got up her Bible. The translator put her Bible in like really small print and says, can you read this? And the lady just read verse after verse. And everybody was yelling and screaming and just praising God. And I want to tell you what. Eric saw it, Eric Johnson. He witnessed the miracle. Actually spoke about it from Bethel. I want to tell you what, after that miracle, I sat down and wept. I sat down and said, oh God, all these years I've seen so many great things, and you never stop ceasing to amaze me. Because you know what, you and I are called to live a Christian life where we live in the amazements of God. Not, not in the amazements of diseases and sicknesses, in the amazements of God. When Jesus had sent out these 70, 
of his disciples to do the work of the ministry. He had instructed them to lay hands on the sick, to cast out devils, declare all the good news of the kingdom of God. I want to declare to you that that same command, that same request is to you right now. That his word, your salvation through Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit, myself as a leader in this ministry and church, want to declare to you to go out and lay hands on the sick and see them recover and to cast out the devils and to cast out the demons in Jesus' name. Because all of heaven rejoices with you and with them as they are delivered and healed in Jesus. Hmm. So when we live heaven on earth, Satan wasn't ju- hasn't just fallen from us. He is cast out with lightning. <laughs> when we live heaven on earth, we walk with a power and authority, a lightnings of heaven, the fingertips of God, literally casting out that sickness and disease and those devils in Jesus' name. Satan has no space worthy in you, in your mind, in your thoughts, or in your life. If there's space where the devil is allowed to come in, and don't say he's forcing his way in. He does not have the power to do that. If he's in your life, then you have opened the door to let him in. And I want to tell you right now, through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, you also have the power and authority to kick him out and slam that door shut right now in Jesus' name. Jesus never brought up a concept of the kingdom of heaven that he did not also demonstrate. And I want to encourage you. You want to expect miracles in your life? Then start doing miracles. You want to see healing in your life? Then start healing the people around you. It's not your duty to make sure they're healed. It's your duty to pray in faith, knowing and believing that they will be healed in Jesus' name. I truly believe if we stepped out in these greater levels of faith, this is what God is calling us into in these seasons and times, to start to live a faith that is literally ferocious in the supernatural realm, that it is violent all through the demonic realm, that our faith (laughs) creates disasters in hell, in Jesus' name. Sometimes Jesus would heal people in the scriptures and then say, what did he say? The kingdom of heaven has come near to you. That's what we need. That the kingdom of heaven is touchable right now. That it has come near to us. 
And many of the miracles that Jesus did, it was the kingdom of heaven has come near to you. I want to ask that if we go into a house to pray for somebody, that we have charged up our, <laughs> our, our ability to understand the identity of who we are, that when we walk into that house, we are charged in the kingdom of heaven already, that there are lightnings already happening in the presence around us, uh, and that we go in and we go to pray for that person, that there is a lightning of the finger of God that will reach out and heal that individual. This is our destiny, everybody. Our destiny is not to suffer COVID. <laughs> Our destiny is to actually live in such a lifestyle that the violence it creates around us, not physical. You and I aren't called to be violent against other churches or pastors. I tell you what, if you're violent against another person or pastor, you've got the wrong gospel in you. It was never to create denominationalism where one denomination says they have the answer and the other ones are all hell sinners. Are you kidding me? Who are you and I to judge someone else's righteous state? Tell you what, don't do it or you will be judged. It's a serious thing. Just because a pastor says something contrary to what you say or whatever doesn't mean you're enemies. You know what? <laughs> because even the unsaved are not our enemies. The unsaved, if you look at them as our enemies, you will never evangelize it to the saved, unsaved people. Pastors, leaders, I implore you, Christians, do not judge another believer. Do not. We were never told to. Lest you be judged. Instead, take his word to heart, to mind, to soul, to spirit. And say, oh God, oh God, if I'm going to judge someone, I judge myself. And I know that little open door, that little devil that I've let in. I'm going to kick him out right now in Jesus' name. That I will absolutely <laughs> slam the door shut to that lying, deceiving spirit. that I will not allow evil thoughts. I will not allow an evil message into my life, my heart, and my mind. I will not allow the lies of a deceiving devil to manipulate my visions and my dreams and think it's God speaking. Even Kevin talked last week about his own experience and an encounter. And I know he didn't share the fullness of it, and I'm not either, but I know one thing. There's a lot of people, a lot of us, that say, well, this is the vision I had. This is how the Lord spoke to me. Or this is the dream that God spoke to me. Or this is what the Lord told me. 
And I want to tell you what. There's a lot of visions and a lot of dreams and a lot of apparently spoken words that I truly believe are not coming from God. Even though it sounds like a voice similar, he's a mimicker and a mocker. That devil. Your fight is not against flesh and blood. It's against powers and principalities. We as the church need to realize and understand that our fight is not against one another. Our fight is not even against the government. I'm not saying we can't rise up people and change laws. I believe we're mandated to do that. I believe if you have the word of the Lord in you, that you're to go into politics to change laws of this land, you are destined to be in that polit political state and change laws of this land and bring our country back into the foundation of its birth on the Word of God. But I will say, Jesus didn't go after his political leaders. What he did was he walked this earth with a fire and a power and the lightnings of his Father. That's why he had to get tempted in the desert, because he had never been tempted humanly by the devil directly that we know of in the Bible until after his baptism. And guess what? That devil tried three very specific things. And that devil, he knew the Bible. He knows it actually better than many of us do. But Jesus used the word. Use the word. He didn't use his own thoughts of the devil. I'm sure he could have said some choice words <laughs> because that same Satan used to be a mighty warrior in the kingdom with him. I'm sure he could have looked at him and said, you are a fool, what are you doing? He could have said some choice things. I bet if he had had social media and Facebook, he, would have, he could have been able to say many, many things. But you know what? He didn't. He didn't go after the enemy. Why? Because he had already defeated him. Your and I destiny is to live in a faith, a hope, a love, a compassion, but yet a power and an authority like the lightnings of heaven. You and I are to go to brothers and sisters, give them a hug, even the word says a holy kiss. Take the mask off first. year and a half, two years ago, I wouldn't have thought we'd be in the position we are. Guess what? The position of the world around us hasn't won. Some people are offended we aren't holding in-person services. Actually, legally, we can. So I thank the Lord. You're not the ones making the decision. My leadership are here. 
make the decisions for your life. We'll do the best that we can, and we'll make mistakes. We would have never thought we would have been here two years ago. But I'll tell you what, for a year and a half, two years, the devil hasn't won in my life or our family. <laughs> two of my kids got married during COVID. So there you go, devil, on fire believers in Jesus. A couple of my grandbabies are getting born or conceived during COVID. <laughs> History makers. He is not living in victory right now unless you allow him in your life, the devil. If he's living in any form of victory in your life, you need to kick him out right now in Jesus' name, and you need to slam that door shut, and you need to be filled, infiltrated, invaded <laughs> by God's presence right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm going to do something that I feel the Lord is calling me to do. Everyone that was in that intercessory prayer room in the office over there, can you come on the platform? Keep some distance. Just come on the platform. Come on up. Don't worry. Just the ones that were in the intercessory prayer room. Come on up. Just so you know, I and our ministries refuse to walk alone. Just so you know that if you're watching this right now, you are not alone. If you have felt alone, it is a lie from the enemy. And I and our team that are here this morning declare over you and prophesy over you that you are not alone. And if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are part of a family of victory, of fire, of power, and of authority in Jesus' name right now. That it is time to maybe put some wax back in your ears and quit listening to all the negativity out there. Put some noise-canceling headphones on. Cut out the drone. I, I fly usually so much into different nations and countries that I have these beautiful Bose noise-canceling headphones. And when the drone and the sounds of the jet motors or the coughing, hacking person to my right or the little baby screaming right behind me, I put the ear, earphones on, headphones on, and I hit the little button, and it cancels out all the stuff that are so confusing. For John 3.16 says, where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. And I want to tell you what, this word, is the noise-canceling headphones. 
Put it into your ears. Breathe it in. Deep into your lungs. Cancel out the noise. The grumblings and the complaining. Instead of finding everyone's faults, just live the answer in your life. Instead of trying to convince everyone of your own opinion, just be quiet and become the answer through Jesus Christ. When He is in us, we are free. Indeed. Do you guys just put your hands out to the cameras? We pray right now in Jesus' name, power and authority, the healing miracles right now into the bodies of the people that are watching. Right now we pray, even people that aren't watching, we pray a healing touch into their lives right now. For Shauna, we pray right now, a healing touch, a life evermore into her lungs right now, in Jesus' name. For Ed, we pray healing power in Jesus' name. We know, Lord God, for all the people that we no longer need to suffer sickness, but instead, such a faith level that sickness suffers violence <laughs> from the kingdom of heaven. A disease, it suffers the violence from the kingdom of heaven. The depression suffers the violence of the kingdom of heaven. That loneliness suffers violence from the kingdom of heaven. That bad marriages suffer the violence from the kingdom of heaven and come back into the restoration of what God destined and ordained marriage to be. I pray right now in Jesus' name for marriages, for families, for children, oh God, we pray. For grandchildren, we pray, oh God. Great grandbabies, we pray, oh God. For revival is to come to life and walk through the people and walk through this area and walk through this life with power and authority. In Jesus' name. I see in the Spirit right now someone who has been sick, terminal. There's others that are just sick, trying to recover. I see in the spirit that you need to be pushing yourself through the confusion of the crowds. Through the ones that came to watch a spectacle instead of the ones that came to be healed. The ones that came to judge whether this man Jesus was real or legit or not. Instead, push through those people in the spirit right now. It doesn't matter your stance on whether you think COVID's legit or not, whether you think a vaccine is legit or not. Get that out of your mind and push through in the Spirit right now and reach out and just touch the garment of Jesus and be healed 
in his name, the name above all names, the name above all names. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Be blessed with a powerful and amazing week. And we hope to see you here in person. Come in person next Sunday.